This is the Stealth Skills Podcast. I'm Maddie Stutchbury. Today's episode is a discussion and conversation I recorded with local artist, illustrator, and creative director for Odd Pairs Socks, Carla McRae, aka The Paper Beast. I've been a huge fan of Carla's work for some time now, so it was really great to finally meet her in the person. She was softly spoken and wise, so wise. The things that she said held such weight, and she was really poignant. She was also quite funny. She was honest about her first part-time job that she needed in order to pay her bills, and she laid out for me what the realities of working freelance, working for yourself, really are like. This is the Stealth Skills Podcast. Keep listening. On today's episode, we have Carla McRae, a.k.a. The Paper Beast. <laughs> Welcome to Stealth Skills. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Now, do you want to uh, give us a little bit of a summary of what it is that you do? Uh, yeah. So, I've, I'm a freelancer. I'm a designer and an illustrator. So, I spend half my week working um, as the creative director for a sock company called Odd Pairs. And I spend the other half of the week uh, just kind of working on illustration jobs, I guess. Um, it, I might have some personal work on at, at times or I'd be doing jobs for clients or, um, yeah, be collaborating with people. And I kind of, yeah, I split. I try to split my week in two and dedicate equal time to both. Mm. So How yeah. do you – I'm really interested because, you know, it's not like you're 40 years old and have been doing this forever and a day. Like you're mm. quite young and you're, you're working like the dream, like you're doing your own thing. Mm, thanks. What, <laughs> what is that – like what's the reality of it though? Like is um, you having to self-manage? What's the, you know, the difference between doing something for a client and doing something for yourself? Can you talk a little bit more about like the freelancing lifestyle? Yeah, um, it's a lot of multitasking mm. and uh, I guess uh, – Wearing all of the hats, really bad metaphor, but um, <laughs> it really is so uh, not a, you know, you've got to produce the work, but also be admin and be client, client liaison and, um, and yeah, deal with, deal with all of that, mm. all of the ins and outs of running a business and uh, producing good work as well. Um, and what was the question? <laughs> How is it like managing your time? Like, because if it was yeah. me, like Man, I know yeah. if I've got a day off, yeah. I, I go, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go see this person and I just sleep in and don't achieve anything. Like every day yeah. must be a day off, but also you have to, like it's not, you're working. Yeah, it's not really. And uh, because I work from home as well, it become, it can be difficult to know when you're working and when you're not working. Mm. And um I guess I have to be motivated because if I don't do the work, then I don't get paid and then I can't pay my bills. And that's kind of just the reality of it. But I also like doing the work. And, yeah, I'm usually pretty excited to get up and and work in the morning. And I know I'm really lucky to have that. Um, But as for time management, I guess it's been been a long... uh, I don't want to say struggle, but um, it's it's been difficult to gain that kind of discipline, I guess, mm. to actually just put in the time. What am I trying to say? 
so if I'm working at my desk, my my bed is right behind me. Um, but yeah. maybe maybe two years ago when I was freelancing, I would have felt the temptation to flop backwards onto the desk, uh, onto my bed, and um, you know, like have a nap in the afternoon. But I don't ever feel that, and I think it's because you just get into the mindset of having to do the work. And yeah, if you don't do it, then there's expectations that you're not going to be reaching, and uh, yeah. You're going to be letting people down, and I don't like doing that. Oh, that's <laughs> totally. I, it's like you've had to train yourself how to work for yourself in that way, and and know that yeah, you can't have like I would be all down for nap attacks like every day, <laughs> but you know at some point you have to be like, well, I'm not going to get this project done, or I'm not going to get this done yeah. on time. Yeah, and just- the, another thing is, I mean, it's it's I've got to you've got to get the work done um, that's assigned or or that's that's lined up for the week, like power through the list, but. It's really important for me to be able to work on the personal projects as well, and I know that I don't get to work on those personal projects unless I burn through the paid work. Yeah. So that's always an incentive, like that, that little bit of drawing time that dangling I might be able in front to get. of you. Yeah, totally. Mm. Mm. So let's backtrack a little bit then. Um, how did you like to how you got to this point? So what was what was your like what's your origin story? How did you get started? Like, have you always just been interested in illustrating? Did you get into it at university or did you go to university? And then what was the journey like? Uh, yeah, so I guess I've just always liked drawing since I was little. It was, um, I was really easy to keep occupied. I just spent a lot of time, um, yeah, sitting at the coffee table as a kid, drawing and drawing and drawing. And that's, that's kind of what people knew that I liked and um, was encouraged to do. Uh, when I got to high school, though, I felt like um, I, I didn't really know how I could maybe incorporate drawing into a career. And I mm. went, I grew up on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, so it's a regional coastal town. And uh, I guess there's a certain kind of art that's made there or that you're exposed to. I feel like uh, maybe French penny paintings and, and that kind of stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But, but it wasn't your scene. It wasn't my scene, but it was also maybe the limit that I saw that you could work to that capacity on the coast being an artist. And yeah, So uh, my art teachers at school were always really positive and they um, encouraged me to study graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even know what graphic design was, uh, but I, it kind of sounded like it incorporated... Um, Elements of of visual creativity or whatever. Um, And, yeah, all the time through high school I was really obsessed with magazines and discovering work through magazines like Monster Children and Frankie and different street press and, yeah, discovering, like, Anthony Lister and Becky Orpin and um, all of those kind of guys that were coming about maybe, like, Mm 2005-ish. And uh, I I guess I didn't really realise that I was consuming illustration and art stuff in that way. I just liked it because I liked it. So I went on to uni and I studied graphic design um, and it was not what I expected at all and I went to a very small university on the Sunshine Coast, Mm -hmm. um, primarily a business uni I guess, Um, but there were small class numbers and we got a lot of one-on-one teacher time and I just kept drawing all through and I was encouraged in that way, I guess. Um, I just snuck it into all of my design assignments. And uh, I think, yeah, my tutors recognised that I enjoyed doing that more than laying out grids or, yeah, um, yeah branding projects. 
That's one of my favourite things about university or people going to uni is that it's you discover what you love not necessarily because you're studying or wanting to be studying, but because you are, you know, what it is that you're spending all your time doing, be it the written work that you're given or not. That's kind of where you find where your passion lies. Yeah, you discover what you don't like either, which yeah. I think is important. You may as well do that when you're at university as yeah. opposed to like being graduated and in a job and realising, oh, hang on, I hate this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Better just muck around at uni for a little while and figure it out. Yeah. For sure. So you made the move to Melbourne. Mm. Um, I find it interesting that a lot of people I've spoken to aren't originally from Melbourne. They moved from various parts of Victoria or from Australia. And it is like the Melbourne art scene, like the street art scene and, and zines and a lot of self-made art is mm. really quite prominent at the moment and it's um it's garnering like a lot of respect. Like did you consciously choose to move to Melbourne or you could have been anywhere else in Australia? Um, it was conscious and... I guess when I graduated, I went for a lot of jobs um, in Brisbane and I just kind of wasn't feeling it. Um, I was going for these interviews and, you know, going going for interviews at screen printing places and um, media firms and, and, and stuff like that. And I just really didn't, I just knew I didn't want to do it. And I didn't have any connections in Brisbane or the coast because I was a shy guy and just didn't talk to anyone and got to the end of uni and was like, well, this is cool. Um, <laughs> who do you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I just at the time made a pretty snap decision to move down with uh, the guy I was dating at the time and, um, yeah, I'd been here once before and really liked it and it's exactly what you say. It uh, It's a conglomeration of all of the self-made projects and uh, like a, a really cultivating environment um, for artists and creatives and just a lot of people that I admired were making work down here and I thought that there had to be something going on that yeah. was encouraging that and I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. that makes total sense. It's, yeah. it's like you can either observe it and, and be a fan of it from afar or you can just sort of dive in and try and get in, immersed in it. Yeah. It's such a great city for that. I mean, like at the moment, at the time of recording this, um, the Fringe Fest is on, mm. which is that great, like, you know, it's so good. comedy and theatre mm. and, you know, anything you can think of. And, you know, we have the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I feel like here you're allowed to be, um, you're allowed to pursue a project and take the initiative to to do something on your own terms instead of yeah. someone to invite you. Yeah, and it's totally encouraged. It's oh, not yeah. like, um, oh, why are you doing that? Like, who's who's going to read that? Mm. It, it's it's more like, well, maybe five people will only read it, but I made the effort to make it, and um, it makes me feel good. And yeah. And in building up towards, like, say, getting to the point where you can be freelance, like, a, from what I can tell, you know, you have to be building up that portfolio mm. of work and you just mm. have to be doing stuff for yourself. Mm. So not only is it just, like, passion projects, but it is just sort of feathering your future nest in that way. So what was the point where, was there any defining moment where you could decide that I'm a freelancer now or how did how did that come about? Like, Yeah, uh, I guess I started, I got my first freelance job when I was in uni, and it was just a branding job. It was for a local asbestos removal company. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> the most artistic thing I can ever think yeah, of. Yeah, but um, it was a really good opportunity because yeah. uh, it taught, It was the first time I'd ever had to deal with a client or, um, yeah, take a project from the initial um, brainstorming stages to finished product and deal with printers and manufacturers even and stuff. And So that was really helpful for me. Um, and I just gradually, I guess 
took on work after that. I had a blog that I started in uni and I called it The Paper Beast and that's just, I guess, where my handle for everything came from. And um, I guess I, I just documented all of the work that I was making at the time and people started to find it somehow. Uh, it's a Tumblr blog as well, so I became part of that community that's really supportive and mm. educational and really good. I want to touch on that Tumblr community yeah. thing as well because I, especially, who was it? There's like Miso and there's you I think of um, and... Evie. Evie. Yeah. Evie Kahir. Evie. Yeah. Yeah. I can never pronounce her surname. Yeah. Um, but I love that it's not just here's the finished project. Mm. It's you get to see a little intimate snapshot into like these people's working spaces, mm. or them creating the piece, or them even just like a personal post going, oh, at the moment I just cannot be bothered and like, <laughs> I've got no money and yada yada. Like you don't, it's not just like that gilded lily thing. It's like you get to see yeah, all it's... of it and it sort of makes you feel less, if you're into it makes you feel less alone in your own little space. Yeah, and you know that everyone is going through that and yeah, it's not yeah. easy and everyone is having a rough time at some time or another. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes it less like um, sort of that you, you get to see the, the behind the scenes or like the lead yeah. up to them getting, you know, when then you know, what am I trying to say? It's like you see someone's artwork in Frankie magazine and you go, that's great for them Yeah, because you know that they've, worked really hard to get there yeah it's not yeah just that they're you know they've waltzed in and got a job yeah and it feels like you kind of know them a little bit or something yes. like just yeah. revealing that little bit of their personality no matter how small a fraction is mm. it's, it's nice to know they're human as well <laughs> yeah and so do you also with that online presence did yeah. that help garner a little bit of attention and um yeah like contacts with future employees yeah absolutely i i mean i was still so shy when i moved down i would go to shows and just um see people that I that I, rec- I I would recognize people and I'd just kind of do a lap and leave because I was just so so mortified to, at the idea of like sticking my hand out and saying hi uh so I relied a lot on the internet and um people reaching out to me which is yeah it's really lucky that people did but that's how I got all of the first bits of work mm. and um, it's still how I get a lot of work and I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing without the internet. Yeah, like, I owe it all to that. And it's like an instant free Yeah, it's free that. advertising. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, and, I, and, like, I just love, especially that, like, with Instagram and Tumblr, you can also curate your life a little bit in that way. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, you can, um, like, everything becomes a portfolio, everything that you're, you're doing, all the things that you see, and yeah. um, you can really get across your your style. Totally. And some people have such a beautiful curated online space, that mm. it, and it's just so iconic for them. And, yes. You know. You see them take an Instagram picture, and you go, oh, that is so them, because yeah. like, you can see their aesthetic in that picture yeah. or whatnot. Mm. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about odd pairs, yeah. because it's an amazing idea. <laughs> a, it's punny, <laughs> um, and the designs are great. But can you, well, you explain for us what it is? Yeah, so um, it's a sock company. Uh, there's uh, three socks, two of them match, and one of them's odd, and they're all geometric designs. Um, but I, I didn't come up with that idea. I'm, I'm just the creative. So um, a guy that I went to school with, Brock Sykes, he. Uh, came up with the whole idea and and launched the business uh, nearly two years ago now. And he's based on the Sunshine Coast, still in Queensland. Mm -hmm. Um, So we work via the internet and messaging programs and we talk to each other pretty much every day. Uh, But, yeah, I started working with him after he'd 
designed the first range, which was all polka dots, and he kind of realised that maybe he needed a hand um, getting a yeah visual style and, mm. and even yeah social media. Yep. Just wasn't sure what to do this. And, and I, I, th- <laughs> I feel like I'm the only person that he knew that maybe he thought could help him out, so that's why I got the job. <laughs> um, Sometimes and- it's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> Totally. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of funny, when we were in high school, um, so he went to the same high school as me, and he was in the grade below me, mm-hmm. uh, and we did quite similar subjects. He would actually pay me for my assignments um, oh my God, that I'd done, that- <laughs> sort of, yeah. To, is that allowed? Uh, well, what's anyone going to do about That's it now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah. That's amazing, though. Yeah, so he's, he's been paying my bills for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what what is your involvement? Like, so what do you yeah. you're helping with the visual design of both the product yeah. and like the social media? Yeah. So I take care of pretty much anything that anyone sees um, from social media. So uh, creating most of the imagery um, to writing blog posts and content, uh, taking care of all the social media, like um, being the voice of the brand, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, designing the socks, creating the the brand collateral, um, yeah, anything that is visual for Odd Pairs. Updating the website, uh, working with collaborators to, um, you know, produce imagery for the ranges that we drop mm-hmm. or, yeah, collaborators who are making socks for us. Yeah. It's, it's anything a pretty, visual you're in charge of. Yeah, it's a pretty in-depth job. Maybe work for a couple of people, but it keeps me busy and it keeps me on my toes, I yeah. guess. It's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So could you describe for us then with, you know, your personal projects, with your freelance illustrating stuff and also mm. with odd pairs, like mm. what would a standard day look okay. like for you? Okay. So up until maybe six weeks ago, I just did whatever was most urgently needed to be done. And um, I found that it really screwed my days up and I'd find myself working really late and maybe like having mucked around a lot during the day and not being very good at managing my time. Um, but in the last six weeks, I started doing uh, Monday to Thursday, 8 to 1. Mm-hmm. I'm at my desk um, working only on odd pairs. And because Brock's in Queensland, he knows that I'm at my desk at that time as well and I know that he's there mm-hmm. and we can just call each other and, and he can check up on me at any time of the day and, and know what I'm working on. So that's what I'm doing from 8 to 1. Um, and then one o'clock I'll have a little bit of a lunch break, like maybe sit in the sun or go for a walk. And then I'll catch up on my own emails and start, um, I guess, working on whatever illustration jobs I've got going at the time. And if I'm lucky, working on some personal stuff. Uh, and I'll do that until I kind of feel like I've done enough or some, I've been stopping at six even, just trying to have like a well-rounded day because yeah. that's like that's an eight or six day. That's that's all right. That's but, pretty long and it's really draining. Yeah. It's not like you just stay, yeah. You know. I'm pretty tired by the weekend now. Mm. Um, but sometimes I get a second wind and we'll draw from you know after dinner, maybe like eight o'clock till till midnight or so. Um, yeah, just because it feels good. Yeah, <laughs> you get in the yeah. zone and that's what's yeah. Happening. You get in the wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of personal projects, can you tell us what are you working on anything at the moment, or have you f- completed anything? Um, well, I just completed a couple of months ago. I finished up on um, the Japan Journal, uh, so I 
I made a book. It's the biggest book that I've sort of made ever. And um, so last year I went to Japan with my good friend Leona Feats. She's a typographer from Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And um, we were there for two weeks and just took a whole bunch of photos and kept a sketchbook and uh, just recorded everything, really. The whole time we were there, we'd just sit down at like the coffee table at the backpackers and just like, brain dump <laughs> every night. And so got back and just had all of these photos, a whole sketchbook full of content that we'd like burnt up in two weeks mm. and just kind of thought like this is so much work and, and they might be scrappy sketches, but like, man, I have to make something with this because I've never had so much content mm. that's so instant right in front of me to make something out of. So yeah, we both made these books and mine ended up being close to a hundred pages and wow. printed a hundred and... Um, yeah, just sold them online and had a little book launch in Brisbane. Wow. And, um, yeah, they're, they're gone now, which is a really, <laughs> really nice feeling. It feels good that yeah, they're, uh, they're out of my life. Like, I kind do you of, still have a copy somewhere? Yeah, I have I have a couple of copies at home. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love that because, like, sometimes, I, like, just speaking personally, like, you go somewhere or you see something yeah. or you have an experience and you, you, I don't know, whatever your medium is, you record it in some way, you write or you mm. take heaps of photos, you've got heaps of, like, things that you collected and it's, yeah. it's sometimes frustrating to feel like you want to do something with that, like you want yeah. to make something. It felt like a waste if nothing was yeah. made out of it. I love that you've just gone yeah. and done it. Yeah, I had a lot of reservations about it, though, because I kind of thought, oh, who would actually want to look at this, like these scrappy sketchbook drawings with photos of Leona and I being idiots a lot of the time. (laughs) And um, I kind of had to just push past the fact that I was making it and imagine someone that I appreciated um, making the same Mm -hmm. work. And, I mean, I'm, like, a little bit of a sticky beak, so I would really like it if people that I idolised had made this really personal book. I agree. I Um, was just thinking, I was like, (laughs) is it weird to say, like, because you posted pictures on your Japan trip on your Instagram. Yeah. And it was great. Like, I love seeing it because, A, at the moment, a lot of people seem to be heading to Japan. Like, yeah. Like, it just seems like the place to be. Um, so B, cheap. it's beautiful. <laughs> mm. And it's I love seeing, you know, what people are getting up to or the things that, that captured their attention. So what they're mm. taking photographs of and, and recording and, and why. It's just, yeah. it is a little bit voyeuristic. But it's, I'm not stalking. Like it's on Instagram. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's free information for the public. Yeah. But um, it's, it goes back to the thing with Tumblr. Like, uh, it's just another window mm. um, to look into someone's life that maybe, yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, like, what's the process like of putting together a book? Like, you've had, like, I wouldn't even know. Do you, like, how do you print it and what what's the process? Yeah. uh, Well, it took me a little while to actually get into the headspace of doing it because I knew how much work there was to do. And I knew that I wanted to make it big and I just knew I had a lot of stuff to sift through. So, it started with scanning all the sketchbooks, uh, all the sketchbook stuff. um, And I basically just... I didn't really plan any pages. I just went with it. So I started from the beginning and went in chronological order and just made it as I remembered it. Mm. And um, it was pretty spontaneous and there wasn't a lot of revising and that's just kind of how I wanted it because no matter what, it was was never going to be perfect in my eyes because they're all sketchbook drawings and so rough and unfinished. So. Yeah, but I love – like that's the beauty in it, though. Yeah, I like yeah, that it, original initial first idea that you've had yeah. and you've put down on paper quickly. And Yeah, it kind of lent itself to that 
aesthetic, I guess, just being thrown, uh, not thrown together, but collage mm. style. So, um, yeah, once I actually made the PDF, um, sent it off to the printers. Impact Digital in Brunswick mm-hmm. are really good. They printed it for me, digital printers. And I got my friends, Ashley and Sarah of Caldera Press, um, a risograph printing uh, company in Brunswick as well, to make a dust jacket for me um, and some little postcard bits and pieces to go in it. And yeah, I just had a massive cutting session and did it all by hand and took some photos and put it online. It was very just DIY. <laughs> I love that though. Yeah. It's, like you, it's the book itself becomes like a piece of art in as well. Like, you know, mm. with these, you know, the dust jacket that you've designed and then you actually physically putting everything together. And mm. I just love that idea. Yeah, I like, like doing it too. Because you kind of, yeah, at the end of the day, there's a hundred books sitting there that you've just kind of sweated over. Yeah, I mean, you and, easily um, could have scanned everything into the computer, mm. sent it off somewhere, and then had your book put together and, and mailed to you. Mm. Like, mm. you've been, like, hands-on the entire way. Yeah, I like that, though. Mm. It's, and I, I like time away from the computer. Oh, I think definitely. I'm, yeah, I'm an illustrator. I don't think I'm really a designer. I think I'm more of an illustrator, a drawer. I, yeah, feel more comfortable always with pencil. Yeah, that's how you start <laughs> yeah. off with. And Yeah. yeah. Do you... Even now, do you think that, like, your um, graphic design, like, studying, does that impact your work at all anymore or is it you're still very much definitely an um, illustrator or do you think... No, I well, I, I still have to design for odd pairs every day um, mm-hmm. and I use the information that I learnt um, and the resources uh, that I kind of got access to um, while studying design every day and I, I, it, I think it's just so handy as a... As a life tool, I think design is so handy to be able yeah. to um, have the skills to make something that's aesthetically pleasing or, uh, yeah, if you want to make your own book, you can make it. If you're want to, if you starting a business and you need some branding, you, you can do your do logo. It, yeah. Like If you need a website, maybe you have the tools to, to design it yourself and then give it to someone else. And it's, I find it empowering um, yeah. knowing, knowing that information because I have friends who don't and I see that they struggle or have someone else do it for them mm. maybe I'm a control freak and I like doing it <laughs> <laughs> no like I because I don't have that design like that graphic design knowledge it's like yeah. I know like I'd know what I, what I would want something to look like or yeah. it's like I, I know what I don't want it to look like and, yeah. and that's about where my talent ends yeah. and so I would have to hand it over to somebody else and that yeah. is kind of frustrating especially if you yourself are artistic or you know into mm. drawing or any sort of art like medium mm. the fact that you can't it's like a way, it's an, a form that you can't express yourself through or you can't, mm. like, get that image in your head onto the computer screen or onto, yeah. you know, a business card. So that makes sense, diversifying yeah. your, your skill set. That said as well, though, a lot of times I I feel like someone else could do a better job than me. Like, um, I, I think everyone feels like that, don't they? <laughs> yeah. If someone goes, I'm really, really good at it, then I'm like, oh, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I guess, but I I don't know. I I know that I'm a... I'm a stronger illustrator than a than a designer, and um, I yeah, I really enjoy consuming design media. Though I could never leave it behind fully. Or, or I don't mm. think, yeah, I don't think I could. I could just stop appreciating design. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like that. This is a really weird segue, but it's relevant in a way. Mm. It's like that. Ira Glass. Ira Glass runs. Yeah. Um, does this American Life? Um, he's got that cl- that quote where he's saying, you know, when you're a young creative, um, I'm paraphrasing here, 
I know the one. Yeah, you mean. he's like, yeah. you're you're really upset because you know your work isn't good, but your taste is killer. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you know that's why you're frustrated with yourself because you've got really good taste and the things you like and your aesthetic is really strong, but mm. your skill doesn't match that yet. Yeah. So and it's, it's just a matter of doing it over and over, over and over, over again, again yeah. until it does get to that level. But the funny thing is, by the time you get to that level that you're holding in such regard and. Uh, yeah, you're, you're working towards it. By the time you've reached it, your goal has just been blown out so much further. And yeah. you, you, well, I find I can't even appreciate when I've met that that original yeah. goal because my sights are already somewhere it's constantly else. shifting. Like your horizon's yeah. always moving further and further yeah. forward, which That's I think good. is good, isn't it? Like if you ever, if you only had one goal and you've reached it in life, yeah, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Yeah, yeah. And if you're settling for something or mm. you're making work that you think is just like hot shit and you're not going to get any better than this, mm. that's, that's when it's time to real. Yeah. <laughs> you need to calm down. Yeah, not sure about that. Can't remember anything at all. Also, I flipped burgers for a lot of the time that I've been in Melbourne. So is that something that you want to talk Because <laughs> uh, I, I would, I don't know, maybe if I wanted to freelance or whatever, I would fucking, I would find comfort in someone. No, yeah, well, it's, I'll, I'll leave that in because that's still recording. <laughs> I, that's, well, that's what I love is that so many people have to just do the, the two-time, two-job thing or, you know. <laughs> Where did you flip burgers? Grilled St. Kilda. At least that's cool, it's not Macca's. Yeah, I met some really good people there and, yeah, um, yeah I'm still friends with them and... Everyone's going to get by. Yeah, and to be honest, I worked so much, I feel like I worked so much harder on personal stuff when I was flipping burgers because... I wasn't mentally tired maybe by the end of the day in that way. Mm. Uh, but just the uh, the sheer will to stop flipping burgers at some point in the near future and not be there in 10 years' time was so motivating. Oh, my God, that is my life right now. It's like because I've just – I had like I had to quit my dream job and mm. move and now I'm in a job that I'm not that into. Mm. And you just – it so motivates you because you just have to go, just keep on, keep it on. Yeah, I yeah. Can do this. Yeah. And you sort of go, this is definitely what I do not want to be doing. So yeah. how can I get myself out of here? Yeah, exactly. And if you just keep working at it and keep the wheels spinning and are always making you work and mm. always trying to do a little bit better each time, there's no retrograde. Like, you can only get better. And I think that's what's really special about the arts and creative uh, disciplines. It's that, And that's why it's so rewarding. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in today and chatting to us. Well, thank um, you for having me. <laughs> no, it was it was really great chatting to you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about where where we can reach you? What's your um, um, website? And yeah, uh, so my website is thepaperbeast.com.au. Um, I'm on Instagram at thepaperbeast, and I have a little Tumblr. I have my Tumblr still, and it's um, thepaperbeast at t- the uh, thepaperbeast.tumblr.com. Beautiful. I will also put all the links um, to Carla's websites and Instagrams and various other links um, up on the Facebook page, which is Facebook forward slash Stealth Skills with a Z. (laughs) 